Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome. We're back. This is Lee Cougar, Don Roberts, and I'm here with Donna Shear, my best friend and sister advocate. And we just want to bring you some information and share on on bullying. Um, now, bullying did decrease some while the pandemic was occurring. There was no school um, no kids going to school. They were being homeschooled. Uh, they're going back to school, and bullying starts back up again, and it increases. And I tell you, my heart gets broken every time I, I look at the news. I go to read the news. I get online, and there's another child who's taken their life. Bullying has happened. It's not just once. It is repeated behaviors, the unwanted aggressive behaviors, and it's all about uh, an imbalance of power. And there are different reasons. Yes, there are different reasons why kids bully. Um, And what gets me is that a lot of the bullying that happens in school, um, now there are some schools that do implement some really great anti-bullying programs and they are really proactive and they really they're right there and they're supporting the kids and they're but to be honest the majority of schools aren't doing this they're turning their heads going kids are kids um and uh, saying that sticks with me is that bullying bullying is a rite of passage i i get from a lot of people, but it is not. It is not a rite of passage. It is not boys will be boys and girls will be girls. Because let me tell you, girls can be brutal. They can be just as bad as the boys. And, yeah. you know, there are, yeah, there, it's just my heart breaks. I mean, for these families who are losing their children. And it, honestly, it scares me for my grandchildren. Um, you know, one is already graduated from high school a while now and in, uh, the rest are in school and it just it scares me for them. I, I dealt with bullying middle school. Middle school is for the most part where it starts and, and that's where I experienced mine 14, <laughs> at 14 years old, you know, um, I, I was ready to take my own life and so I get a lot of what's going on out there and there is a way that, that, I mean, there's a way that can be stopped. There are things that have to be done, policies and rules and procedures. There's programs that must be put in place, and not just put in place, but they have to be enforced. And those who are doing the bullying have to face the consequences of their actions. Um, and a lot, of, a lot of schools, they do sweep it under the rug or they leave it to the you know, everybody else, it's your problem, it's not our problem, or they're just kids. I am, like I said, what got me, and I'm going to bring up, you know, here is the, a, a young girl in New Jersey, in high school in New Jersey. She took her life after multiple reports of bullying, and a video made the rounds at the school, and she ended up taking her own life. And there are students at that school that have been speaking out about bullying after you know, their fellow student had taken her life, and she had been brutally beaten, and it was captured on video, and that video went viral. You know, it's like, I understand the need to document things. Um, however, 
something should have been done. This never should have gotten to this point. You know, those parents, that family never should have lost their child. It's just getting worse. It is increasing, and something has to be done. And it's not just in the schools where the kids are now in fear of walking down the hallway, of going to the the girls' room or the boys' room. You know, you're going to the bathroom. Um, there's a fear there because they'll gang up on you in the bathroom, um, wherever wherever they can get to you, and on the bus. And there are bus drivers who don't do anything about it. They they yell at you, like you know, but but they really don't do. A lot about it and it makes me really really angry I mean the word that I can share here is livid because um, the anger I have at all of this is is more than livid but they've got to do something they have got to implement these programs they have to enforce their programs there are some really great anti-bullying programs out there but again, they've got to they've got to set forth the rules, the programs, the, and they've got to enforce them. And it's they've got to make the time because these are kids, these are kids, and they're taking their lives. And the bullying is happening, and it's continuing to happen, and it has to stop. It absolutely has to stop. It's not just you know, it's not just regular arguments between kids. This is downright brutal bullying beatings, um, assaulting another kid, another student, and some of it, I mean, we go from, well, you know, I don't like your clothes to, um, hey, you come to school wearing rags, you know, um, your family's so poor, you you can't afford anything, but you don't know what's going on in these kids' lives. You don't know what's going on in the victims' lives, in the kids who are being bullied, and those who are bullies. Um. Yeah, there are a lot of reasons, like I said, that kids are kids can become a bully and be a bully, and they may be acting out their aggression at the loss of a of a family member, of a parent, of a loved one, of a sibling, of a favorite grandparent. But let's get to the root of what's what they're doing. Let's get to the root of the problem. Why are you bullying? What's going on? Is it something here in school? Is it something at home? Or, you know, I mean, there are a million one reasons and nothing is being done in so many schools. And on the buses again, you know, um and this this young girl, it was a central regional high school in Bayville, New Jersey. Um and she took her own life on February third. And that was just two days after she had that brutal beating by fellow students. It's just, it blows my mind that the schools aren't doing what they should, what they need to. Um, and they've got to be supporting these kids. They've got to be there for them. They, You know, I, I don't understand. I really don't. Um, you know, there are so many... There are so many um, reasons, but the, again, it has to be looked at, you know, and it has to be looked into and on a case-by-case basis, you know. As far as we're not talking about cyberbullying here, we're talking about physical bullying right now. There's verbal bullying, there's social bullying, and the physical. The physical is, is happening a lot more um, from what I'm seeing and from what I'm reading, and the frequency is increasing, you know, and they're 
there are many students, I mean, just from 12 to 18, they're experiencing bullying. In 2019, you know, a crime, school crime supplement to the National Crime Victimization Survey, which is the National Center for Education Statistics and Bureau of Justice, they, they indicate that nationwide about 22% of students from ages 12 to 18 are experiencing bullying. But there are so many kids that are taking their lives at 10 years old. 10 years old. Think about that. Let that sink in. Um, and there was, and I honestly cannot recall the name of it offhand because there was a program, there was a documentary on Netflix um, a while back that did show certain students, families that were being followed, kids were being bullied, and their parents, the parents had no idea that it had gotten to the point where their, their own children, 10 years old, um, 12 years old, they were wanting to take their life. They were at that point, and it should not get that far. And so I'm going to turn this over to you, Donna, because I know you've got some information that we really need to share. Um, because, again, this, this, this has to be addressed. It has to be um, – programs have to be implemented because we can do something about this. It's just a matter of standing up, speaking out, and the adults in the school getting with the parents and all working together to stop this to stop this and to support those kids who are in pain, who are hurting, who are being bullied. And over to you, Donna. I completely agree with you, Lee. I think that things need to be done, but I think parents need to start taking responsibility for the children's actions. You can't pass the buck on to someone else. I also believe that the schools need to wake up and admit fault, that they don't do anything. We live near a very small community called Renova, and between the high school and the elementary school, there is approximately 300 children. So it is a very small school. It comes from a very small school district. The sad part is, is we had children, um, they were African-American children. They were being bullied at this small school in Renova, Pennsylvania. And um, it started in school with the bullying, and then it went to social media. On social media, there was threats of hate, violence, with weapons, guns. It was brought to the community's attention that this was going on, and the school did not admit there was a problem. Several days later, the school issues a statement not saying what had occurred, but just that there was an incident and they have everything under control. The students and the parents are, you know, to be rest assured, Everything is fine. I'm a grandparent, and I have nieces, nephews, grandchildren that go to that school. You're telling me several days later after this occurred that you have everything handled. No, you don't. The boy had an eight-day suspension from school. That was the only punishment he got. There was never nothing in the newspaper, nothing on the news. Um, I spoke to several parents in the community that actually sent me photographs that had his name on it, his face on it, and there was guns and there was threats about killing people and there was racist, derogatory statements made in these photographs, and nothing was done. But I should rest assured because every parent that sent me these images said, his mom beat his ass. I said, really? That was his punishment. His mom beat his ass. Oh, yeah, but he signed up for baseball this year. He signed up for this. He signed up for that. 
there's no consequences for children that do such things. And I don't think that's fair. I don't think he should be playing baseball with children. I don't think he should be sitting in school next to the kids that he threatened on social media and on the playground. I don't think that he should. I don't think he has any right to be able to play sports. I don't think that he should have the freedom to go in and sit with children that he bullied. There was no consequences to his actions. He got away with what he did because he is a grandson of someone in the community that sits on the Renova Borough Council. So we just kind of swept it under the rug and we let it go. Now, if that was my children, your children, anybody else's children, it would have been a big deal. But because they're very well known in the community, well, we'll just let it go. You know, no harm done. He was punished. He served his sentence. What are you setting him up for the future? Why is he so full of anger and hate? Why does he have access to weapons? You know, like how does a kid 11 years old have access to have weapons, guns, to take picture of them to post things like killing someone or, you know, um, making racist derogatory statements? How does a child have access to weapons? Where's the parents? That's terrifying. What about the siblings? That is absolutely terrifying. Very terrifying. And it's upsetting because, like I said, not just the fact that I have children, grandchildren, um, nieces and nephews that go to that same school. My problem is any child. No child should have to say it's okay or, you know, he got his butt smacked or make jokes like it's okay what he did. What he did is not okay. It's never going to be okay what he did. But they make it that it's okay. And and that's the problem. No one takes responsibility. You're not telling me for saying racist derogatory statements and sending them to children on social media, pictures of guns saying, let's go kill someone, that that's not a problem, that there's not something deeper with him. And everybody said, this is a small community. You saying that, they're going to hate you. Honey, they hate me now. <laughs> so I'm going to say what I'm going to say. No one, no one in small towns wants to hear <laughs> the truth. They just want to kind of like, you know, pretend like it didn't happen and let's just move forward. But we'll pick on this kid because, you know, he did this or he did that. Or there was a little kid on the playground that was being bullied and he hit another student. And we'll pick on the kid that was getting bullied and, we'll, you know, he's the problem. But the kid making threats with weapons, yeah, we'll just let him go because his grandparents sent on Renova Borough Council. That's not right. And so you, you and know? I, you and I, as advocates, as advocates and as grandparents, um, we speak the truth. We bring the truth forward. We bring the truth into the light. And there are those out there that don't like that. And you know, personally, um, being a grandmother, a young, I'm a young grandmother who just be, recently became a great grandmother for the first time. The end of December, um, 2022. <laughs> um, I, I'm 62 years old. I don't know the body's 62. The rest, you know, um, heart and mind will be forever young. But I, I'm in the point in my life where I don't care what people think. You know, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to hide, and I'm not going to sugarcoat the truth. This needs to be brought exactly. out. Brought out to the light. This needs to be talked about. And you and I are going to do that, no matter who says what. Yeah. Like I said, um, everybody in the community, everybody in the community saying they're going to hate you. I started laughing. I said, 
They hate me now for the things I say. They hate me now because I stand up for the rights of children. I just had a post on Facebook yesterday, and I have over, I think it's like I have 2,800 friends or something, and then I have several hundred followers. And I posted this thing about parents taking responsibility for their children's actions and, you know, like people need to be held accountable. And not one person in my community commented on that. They pretend there's not a problem. And because I speak out about things, I am the problem. It it kind of falls hand in hand even with the registry. You and I are fighting to open the central registry. A lot of people are like, you know, saying the most heinous things. And it's like, if it wasn't for people like us that open our mouth and fight to protect your kids, you cannot support us now. But the second that something happens, I'm the first person you call. So, you know, let's try to work together and let's change the things now for all kids before it just affects your kids. But parents taking responsibility is number one. And I do believe school districts need to step up and they need to take their own responsibility. This local school district walked around saying, we we don't have any problems with bullying. I heard this from several people at Renova Elementary School. We do not have an issue with bullying. Um, I think you do. Oh, we do not have an issue. It's been taken care of. If you think that that is the only incident of bullying, you're crazy. I have had parent after parent after parent. Last month, I had over 100 messages from parents in this community asking me for help because their child's being bullied. And yet, when I go to the school district and I say, hey, there's an issue. Let's see what we can do. Let's implement some programs. Let's get some help. There's not a problem. So are those 100 parents lying to me? I don't think so. You know, there's there's a problem in every single school. I have not read of one school that that ha- does not have a problem with bullying. The difference is most of the schools aren't doing anything about it. There are those schools that are, you know, when they have the program, they have the rules and policies in place, and they do implement the problem, and the bullying incidents drop um, in number, and they but we don't have, you know, they're very few and far between. And yeah. we need more schools. Every single school out there in this world have got to stand up for the kids, and they have got to implement these procedures, the policies. They have got to implement a good anti-bullying program, and they have got to enforce this. It's a problem. They're the, okay, well, well, we've got one. Yeah, we've got a program. Well, are you enforcing it? What are you doing? And you get, um, uh, um, uh, but, you know, and and you get nothing. It's like, well, if you're not enforcing it, um, it's not doing any good. You have to enforce these programs. And it's very frustrating. It is incredibly frustrating. And kids' lives are at at risk because you're not doing anything, you know, as far as the schools and, and the support. They're not giving the kids the support and the protection. And sometimes, you know, a lot of kids won't say anything as well until it gets to that point where, you know, they're ready to do something that's really drastic and that's permanent. They won't say anything because of retaliation fears. And I get that. I totally understand that. It's like you don't say anything. Maybe you've got a lot going on elsewhere and you just don't want to add to, 
you know, what's going on. You don't want to add that to your plate, so you say nothing. And it's we've got to we've got to speak up. You've got to do something. And instead of standing there taking videos and sending them viral around the internet, you know, on websites, on Facebook, on YouTube, instead of doing that, go straight to get help. Get help. Don't stand there and watch a child, you know, watch another fellow student be brutally beaten so bad that they end up taking their life two days later. Um, it's just that that's. It's more than not acceptable, <laughs> you know. Um, it, it's very unacceptable behavior. It, the consequences, like you said, people have to be responsible and not only hold, you know, not only connecting with the parents and getting their support and finding out, um, okay, getting them to help, but the students that are doing this behavior are being bullies, are beating their fellow students for whatever reason, I mean, it, they need to be held accountable for their actions and not just, okay, you've got three days ISS or in school suspension or you're suspended for a week. Um, they need far more than that because it's not helping, you know, what they're doing. No. If you find out what you're doing is not working, change it. Do something, do something else. Find out why it's not working and then work on that, but we can't lose any more kids. We can't lose any more children. No. We Let me ask can't. you this. Let me ask you this. As someone who has experienced bullying yourself in the past, you know, these parents go around and they elbow each other and they laugh. Kid, he's joking. He's kidding. He's showing them he's tough. He's the boss. He rules this campus. How do you think that the kids that are being bullied feel? How do you think they feel? They go home and they suffer in silence every single day. How do you think they feel? Why, you, why the captain of the football team's dad's elbow another parent saying, yeah, he whooped his ass. How do you think the kid that got his ass whooped feels? Embarrassed, despondent, depressed, um, very unsupported, and Terrified, terrified to go back to school. Really? Exactly. In, but, the, but in this area, we have the old boys club where that's my kid. He rules the campus. He's tough. He's this. He's that. Everybody in this community is so delusional that it's not even funny. Things that are so unimportant, they make important. Things that are actually important and that could be done to help children, they turn their head, they have a blind eye, they don't care. And it, it's sad. It's really sad and it's pathetic that we have people like that in our own community, people that I once looked up to, and I say once because I no longer look up to these people because they're the problem. Yeah, it's, you know, the the, the parents that are, actually doing this and elbowing each other and, hey, yeah, go, you know, that's my boy, that's my kid, that's my girl. Um, that's encouraging others, and that's encouraging their child to continue to bully. And that's just so wrong. That is wrong on so many levels. It is wrong on all levels, you know. Yeah. And it's saying, and you know, it, it's encouraging others to do the same yeah. and saying it's okay. And by the school's not doing anything, they are, they're part of the problem. They are part of yeah. the problem because they're not working on a solution. 
So if, they're not, if they don't have a solution, if they're not implementing something and enforcing a program, they are part of the problem. And that has to change. We'll continue to lose parents, children until yeah, that happens. I, yes. I had parents tell me, well, he was punished. He was suspended from school for eight days. That's not a punishment. Um, he's still playing baseball this summer. He's still going to be doing sports. He's still going to be going swimming. He's going to be going there. He's going to be going there. He's going to be going on vacation. He's going to be having fun. And all he got was an eight-day suspension. And then somebody told me at the school, well, he's going to talk to his pastor at his church. That's a wonderful thing. He should. Because anyone that makes derogatory statements and threatens people with weapons and has so much hate in them, they need help. They need some kind of counseling. And it goes a lot deeper. Is he hearing it at home? Do. Does he have personal issues he's dealing with? You know, like, what is the problem? Because that is not normal behavior. If that was my kids, I would have no, their asses. I would have never allowed that kind of behavior to another child. Never. Oh, goodness, no. And, and, you know, they've got to hate. Hate is learned at home. I'm sorry. You know, it's like there may be that rare instance that something, uh, you know, I don't know. But from everything I know that I've experienced personally, things that I know, things that children around me have experienced, my kid um, and kids in the school where he was growing up, that, that's learned behavior. Hate is learned behavior. And yeah. so is, you know, and so is um, prejudice and, and the, the racist issues, uh, I will say, you know, my mom was amazing, loved everybody. I, I'm grateful that I had her and her input and her love and her love for people, you know, and who she was in her heart and soul. Um, and my father was very prejudiced, and I'm thankful I did not get any of that, you know, because as, even as a little kid, I couldn't understand that. I never could. Um People are people. We're all the same inside. Our hearts, our spirits, you know, we're people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Every one of us. And the hate, the hate's got to stop. The bullying has got to stop. The schools have got to do something um, that works. And we're running down to like three and a half minutes here. So, but, um, <laughs> you yeah, we've got to do something. This is, this is just the first um in a series of shows we're going to be doing on bullying awareness and prevention and you know but if you have something that you would like us to share um leave us a comment drop us a note um and if you need support and resources we have a wealth of resources and if we don't have something that you're looking for we can help you find it we'll look and help you and connect you um, so I'm going to turn this over to you, Donna, again, and let you close us out. Okay. Yes, I um, I had asked the tough question in my community. What if that was the rule was reversed and that was your child? You know, would the same punishment be for your child as it was that child? I don't think so. And you have to ask yourself, you know, all these different questions as to why a child is acting out like that. What is going on? And, you know, Exactly. Many people say, well, this child got his ass beat. Okay, well, to me, that's not punishment for the things that he said and did and how he bullied children. It should have been much deeper and much more. But imagine if one of those children that he was bullying took their own life. And let's just say they, they did. And 
when that mother walks up to the child's mother that took his life and said, well, he got his ass beat, what kind of justice is that? What, what kind of justice is that? So you forget what he did. You forget what he said because he got his ass beat. But the mother to the child that's dead, that means absolutely nothing. So we got to change the way we look at bullying. we got to change the way we think. we got to start opening our mouths and voicing an opinion, even if we don't want to be singled out. Because in this community, everybody's so afraid of being singled out that it's sad. It's pathetic. And like I said a million times, I don't care what anybody says about me. I have big shoulders just like you, Lee. I can weigh the world in my back. It doesn't matter to me. But people need to open their mouths and they need to speak out and they need to stand up for their own. And it's really sad and pathetic that small towns will allow such inappropriate bad behavior out of fear. We are down to zero time, so we will pick up next week. Um, We look forward to speaking (laughs) with all of you. For more information, check us out at www.au4h.weebly.com. Good night. Thank you, everybody. Good night. Good night, Donna.